Good morning, Brendan Rendo with the Homes Orlando team. And we are the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. We come to you every Thursday morning, bringing you the latest news on everything real estate from national to both local. So welcome aboard. Please like and subscribe. We, um, we look forward to going through some of the news today. My partner in crime, Joseph Dion, fortunately couldn't join us this morning. So run solo. Just wanted to start out with a couple things. And the main one is the relief that we have seen in the um, rate market that has just been a welcome, welcome sign. And as of yesterday morning, we saw that the average on interest rates for the 30-year mortgage had dropped down to seven and a half. And there's been a huge pullback in the 10-year treasury yield, which again, as we've gone over many times, is what drives your rates on, uh, on the 30-year mortgage as well as all mortgages. And as we see, this is from the 6th. And that's when uh, Powell came out and really had a different tone overall about where he felt the market was going. And we saw over, over the weekend, um, Friday, uh, saw the market pull back, found out that that was due to some short selling that was going on. But it really continued throughout the week. They've got some, gained some back um, this morning, but they've... Um, not a whole lot, not not to where we were, because we had we had broke that five percent barrier on the ten year treasury, and that's when you saw interest rates because we're running about a three percent margin. Um, that's where we saw the rates hit eight percent for the first time since I believe it was nineteen ninety eight or ninety nine. Um, in you know over twenty years, um, those rates hitting that high of a level. So you're kind of looking at this going, what's what all of a sudden just kind you know made this made this pullback on the market? And I think it's a couple of different things that that is doing that. Because if you look at the betting tables, is what I call them, uh, this is the probability of the Fed doing rate increases. Um I think the market has is really starting to put on their uh, on their sheets and in, in their predictions that the Fed's done, that they've pivoted, that they're done. And if they have, what you'll find historically is that the Fed will generally go through about a six month on, on average, about a six month period to where they won't raise interest rates at all. And they kind of let it peak out, and they and that's from there. That's when you'll start to see the interest rates go down. I've seen several people predict that they're thinking as early as April, May, that you'll start to see the Fed cut rates. Um, I don't think it will be quite that soon, but there's other news that's going on um, that can drive it as well. But what I want to show you is, though, is here is December, 90% of people feel that the Fed's not going to do anything. But then as, as you go into January, we're still at a very high level, 82% feel that the Fed's not going to do a rate increase. 
And when you jump into the March, again, you're here that 67%. And for the first time in months, you're actually seeing that people, about about 20% of the market feels that in March of next year, we may actually get a rate cut from the Fed. And I think a lot of that's going to have to do with the continued economic numbers and the employment numbers that come out. We we got the new ones this morning. Uh, let me go there. Oops. Oh, I lost my. Oh. Oh wait, hold on. I always love when this goes. Uh, but what we did when we saw the um saw the unemployment come out, numbers come out this morning, is one of the big items that we saw is, it was pretty steady, it was 217,000 um, new unemployment claims. But the long-term unemployment increased again. And that's eight weeks in a row now where long-term employment has increased. So I think the Fed is looking at that and, you know, the, over the past week, we've seen several announcements of major layoffs coming. Um, Citibank is laying off nearly 10,000 people. And there's other larger corporations that are announcing layoffs as well. So that job softening that they wanted to see is starting to show up in the numbers. And I think if that continues to show up in the numbers, that the Fed has reached its peak because that was their, Powell said it numerous times throughout the year that he felt the job market was robust, that, you know, that that number had to had to jump up the unemployment number, had to jump up in order for them to really feel that, that their policies were taking hold. Because what happens if it's, un, if people are employed, they're not spending as much money. So if they're not spending as much money, inflation, the pressure on inflation comes down as well. So that's what we're going to have to watch. But I think I think they've peaked. Um, I think there's enough going on in the market that I think Powell's looking at going, okay, if we stop here, maybe we can we can lessen the negatives that will happen next year. Um, that soft landing that they continuously look for. Maybe they can do it this time. I don't know. I'm 57 years old and I've never seen one. So we'll take a look at that, um, see how it's going. The other item that was actually kind of nice to see, and this I think was another effect on it, was that the Treasury announced that it's borrowing from October through the end of the year was actually going to be down roughly about $80 billion. I mean, whoopee do. Um, but it does mean there's less treasury um, bills being issued. And if there's less of something, generally the price goes up. So if the price goes up, yield goes down. And that's what, we, that's what we've seen for the past week is that the yields have come down. Um, be nice if they actually got this under control and they didn't have to borrow any money. But that's not our government, um, unfortunately. So that's another factor I think over the past week has really put the downward pressure on that. The interesting thing to see is if we have hit, hit our peak 
is will the lenders who are currently running at about a 3% margin above what the 10-year T is, will they start pulling back that margin? Because remember, the I believe the average margin is generally about one and a half, maybe just a little bit higher than that over the 10-year treasury. So that increased margin of 3% currently over the 10-year treasury for lenders, if they start to pull that back and pull it back slowly, you could see rates really increase. So you we literally can have the 10-year treasury stay consistent you know, in that four and a half range, but we could see a drop in mortgage rates by nearly a, a percentage point simply because lenders cut their margins. That would be a wonderful thing. That would be fantastic. I would love to see that. The other big news that we've had this week is, as we had talked about numerous times, WeWork has filed bankruptcy. And this is just, it's going to cause a number of problems. Because when you look at what they've done, they're negotiating with landlords currently. And they have roughly $4 billion in current debt. They had raised, I believe it was nearly 18, it's 13 or $18 billion um, through their through their stock issuance. And they blew through all that money, blew through all of it. And so right now they have renegotiated nearly 590 leases, saving them about $12.7 billion in future rent payments. That is an astronomical amount of money. That is an incredible amount of money that's being pulled out of the commercial real estate market. Because you got to remember, just like you, when you go to get a house, if they're going to be looking at your income to figure out your debt ratio, to figure out if you if you can qualify for the loan. So you now have all these commercial pieces of property where basically the same philosophy is they look at the rental income from those properties. And based off those rental incomes, they calculate whether or not you can you can um, finance a property or refinance a property. Well, a lot of these commercial deals, these transactions come up because they're adjustable rate type of type of situations on a regular basis. You'll find that they get they get um, refinanced numerous times. Well, now your debt service coverage ratio is dropping tremendously because you've just taken a cut in your lease payments to keep someone in the property. So you don't have to go through the whole process of getting a new tenant all over again. And the cost that's associated with that, you have to look at it, is it, am I better just renegotiating or am I better doing this? So you're seeing commercial, you're gonna see commercial real estate prices and price per square foot start to drop. I know speaking to Joe, he's looking to move his office um, early spring because his his lease is up and they the places where he's looking they are throwing incentives left and right at him in order to get him to tie it up for an extended period of time which normally maybe a three-year lease they're trying to get him to do maybe a five-year lease instead so this is something again we've got to watch because the commercial it's not i don't see as many problems in the residential as I do in the commercial. And the commercial can bring everything down easily. Ooh. And then from there, 
we go back and oh there it was um we look at from here we can go in and we can look at where our numbers are currently for uh, for orlando but i saw a couple of interesting numbers this week that i wanted to bring up and the number one is is that orlando was number three in the country last month for canceled contracts nearly one in three or excuse me one in four um of the contracts written in Orlando last last month got canceled. It was roughly 23.6 or 23.8% of all contracts were canceled. And I think a lot of that had to do to the interest rates that we saw last month. That when you when you look at that and then you look at the rising cost of of um, home insurance, looking at that total payment, I think a lot of people once they got into it and realized, oh my gosh, um, this is really what my payment's going to be. I think a lot of people ended up just walking away and saying, ah, you know, I, I think I'll wait because I mean, we've had nearly half a point pullback in interest rates in five days, roughly five days. And that half a point can translate into in really two, three, $400, depending on your price range of, of your payment overall. So we may see people, if, if especially if rates can hold here, which I'd love to see them hold, even pull back a little bit more. Um, we may see a little spike come December because people, you know, that, that two, three hundred, four hundred dollar payments that they're not having to make um, may be enough to re-incentivize people. So we'll, we'll see how that works out overall. You know, we get into our numbers for the week. Again, it's a slow but steady market here in Orlando. Slow and steady, as they say. So this week, we saw a slight increase in number of homes sold, uh, up to 391. But again, we're seeing the inventory increase. And a lot of this doesn't necessarily include any of the new construction. Some builders put their stuff in the MLS. Some builders don't put their stuff in the MLS. So... You're seeing that you're, um, with the builders, you're seeing their their inventory sheets that we get on a regular basis uh, before the show every Thursday morning. I get probably 10, um, 10 emails, you know, Taylor Morrison, Madame Homes, uh, DR Horton Homes, all providing updates on their on their um, current inventory. And if you're looking and you want a new home, quite honestly, it's probably one of the best times you're ever going to have to buy a new home. The incentives they're giving are fantastic, and we can help you um, negotiate those as well. Then we get into our condos, and you see here our condos again. We're at 146, you know, up slightly, and again increasing in the inventory. And as long as that that um, continues to grow, you're going to see more room for negotiation. For the first time, I can can't remember. I actually showed several showings this week for for clients and i actually had listing agents which i always call after showing but um recently on my end as one represented buyer very rarely have i seen or have i gotten a call from a listing agent how did the showing go is there anything we can do every showing i had this week i got a call from the listing agent and the listing agent 
well, you know, we got this, we got that. Uh, they did this upgrade, they did that upgrade. Really trying to push the sale of the property. And it was welcome because you kind of sat back like, okay, so you can feel the desperation in their voice that, okay, we've got an opportunity here. So you you sit back and you listen and try and take hints from them of, you know, how, how much negotiation room, how open are they going to be to negotiate on that contract? Because you can just tell by the way they're pushing that property that mm, they're a little worried because it's been sitting now for 35, 45 days with situation with most condos that are out there. And you'll you see it here in the numbers this week. Here, this is this is for homes. Our original list to sales price dropped to ninety three point five percent. That's huge. So we're basically getting about six and a half percent, seven percent off the original list price. And you can see it when we I look at the daily numbers on our on our Stellar is we're averaging over the past seven days, I think we've had 172 price decreases in the overall market. So you're seeing those, and they're not small. That's the other thing. I mean, the price decreases are not small. So you see it and you go across the board and it really, it's all of the price ranges, you know, and high end, if you're looking at something over a million dollars, man, you've got some room right now. Boy, do you have some room. And we've seen this and we've shown this over the past several weeks that the homes above a million dollars, you know, they're 88% of original sales price. That's can add up to literally over a hundred thousand dollars off the original sales price. And look at their days on market. There are 70 days on market. These homes we're going as quickly as a week to two weeks. Now they're holding on for nearly 70 days. And overall, again, we're we're up to 42 days, month, nearly a month and a half for most homes on the market. So you're, you're seeing the price decreases, trying to find where that right price is. Will the pullback of a half a point um, help sellers hold their prices a little bit? Maybe, um, maybe not. I think the the real target to get back to a, a more even market um, is six and a half percent. It seemed like that six and a half, the buyers buyers were still out, sellers were still out. Once we broke that six and a half mark, both sides pulled back a lot. Then we see here our weekly average sales, you know, 391. And the period average, this keeps going down. A couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at 425. So you see, it's just, it's a slow, it's steady, nothing, nothing extravagant as far as the sales popping and busting out. And here's our inventory again. You see, we just continuously climb. We've got 16, over 16% 16 more inventory right now than we had last January. That's a big number because last January it that had turned into a buyer's market. So again, it's 
depending, and, and you really gotta look at each area specifically. Where I live, I live in El Tomat Springs and the subdivision that I'm in, um, in this area that I'm in, the zip code, it has less than a month's worth of inventory. Not a lot of people sell their houses. So when they do come on the market, they do, those are still selling quickly. But when I take a client out into say Deltona, DeBerry, Orange City, um, those homes, there's more available. People are being more more uh, careful on what they're buying, making sure it's, it's exactly what they want. And you're seeing those houses because they've been on the market 30, 45 days that we're having the ability to negotiate a better deal for our buyers overall. And this is something that I we've been watching for the past couple of weeks with everybody. And that's the temporary off market as well as the withdrawn. And you see, I mean, we took a huge jump of nearly 50 homes were withdrawn last, last week. So sellers are not feeling comfortable leaving their houses on the market as long. So this is this is one that's always interesting to watch. You know, sellers got a certain number in their head and people just aren't willing to, to pay it right now. And, and I don't blame them with the current interest rates. Then in the condo market, we're seeing the same thing. The original list of sales price, I believe we were at 96% last week. We dropped to 95%. And our days on market is continuing to stay high. Almost two months on average for a condo to stay on the market. And they're doing price decreases then those entire times. And, you know, it's the same, same consistent story over again in that the condo fees have just shot through the roof. And it's making it very hard for a lot of people to justify you know, the higher prices for the condos, the condo prices having to come down to help compensate for the increase in the HOA fees. So that's where our market is this week. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Uh, Joe will be back with us as well. Thank you again. Please like and subscribe. And if you have any questions, always feel free to reach out. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.